All right, welcome to episode 24 of No Putts Given. On this week's episode, we've got the top driver trends in 2020. Are we at the limit? Cobra putters, question mark. Hmm? Hmm? Does your golf ball have this? If not, listen up. Volky's got a new wedge called the SM8, and we went to a place called Priority Designs to take my golf spy to the next level. And don't forget, the Cobra Speed Zone driver just hit the market, and it's fast. No Putts Given is powered by My Golf Spy, the most extensive reviews in golf. Before you buy, My Golf Spy. Nine million readers do it every year. Check us out. So we're going to start this week off talking about the top driver trends. So we put out a tweet and asked people what they would like to uh, ask about golf gear questions that would be on No Putts Given this week. And one of the questions from DMP327 on Twitter was, what do you think the top driver trends will be in 2020? So a lot of golfers obviously say that we are at the limit. There is no movement forward. And we, are, we just can't go any farther. If that was the case, every driver would perform the same, which gets me to the reason of what we think some of the top driver trends are this year. One of which is the fact that maxing out more of the driver head and face itself. So we are kind of at a limit, right, Tony, when it comes to center struck shots. Agreed? Yeah, I think so. Yes. There's sort of like this infinitesimal room for improvement in the uh, the small difference between uh, CT, the current USGA standard, and the previous COR limit. But like you know, it's it's but, tiny, tiny, tiny. So, but who uh, who uh, hits it off the middle of the club face? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So not everybody hits on the center of the club face. Nobody. So that's why it's it's they're still trying to maximize the whole face, right? Since golfers miss hit. Uh, how do you get the club to perform as close to the limit as possible on the entire face? And also, let's take other types of golfers, right? So the next trend is kind of specialization. And how do you do a better job of giving maximum potential and performance to different types of golfers? So Cobra F-Max is kind of an example of that, right? The demographic towards the yeah, yep, older golfers. What, yeah. what about women? Women is going to be a new trend I think <laughs> women are finally trending yes. in golf. Yeah. So we're hearing more and more about companies that are going to be specializing yeah. and developing more drivers for women, which is great to hear because what are most of the drivers that have been out for women, Tony? What are the words that have been used for them over the last couple of decades? So we've talked about the, the shrink it and pink it where you, you sort of stylize the club to appeal to, appeal to, to the a female golfer side. or or what you think a female golfer might want, and then you're going to see some companies go, "Look, um, this is golf equipment, and we're gonna we're going to size it for the female portion of the market." You know, so for example, if we if we talk about how do you, how do you define this? I guess a starting point for what's called a men's club, right? Well, it's it's for a, a human being who's plus or minus five foot ten, right? So that that's kind of your starting point with with the female portion of the market. You're, Probably going to start at that something closer to five four and work from there. So you, it's it's going to be a lot of what we've seen in the past. It's going to be lighter weight, that sort of thing, right? So lighter, shorter, decision point on the coloring. But I think it's going to just 
sort of evolve and become a bigger part of the conversation if for no other reason than hey we we think we're we're kind of at the max of, of what we can do in the men's market right the thinking is look we're probably not going to sell many more units to men so who else can we sell to who can we serve and and grow our sales so, well you know, i think i think that's it's been a long time coming if i'm honest i think yeah. i think the ladies have been underserved po- underserved a l- by many, many years. Look, let's face it. They either played pink or purple clubs for the most part, or yeah. if they were good enough, they played men's clubs. And that was what women played. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many women out there that swing it a lot faster um, and create better contact with the ball than than men out there. Yeah. And, you know, they, they take the game seriously as well. The game right. really hasn't taken them seriously. Nope. And Tony makes a great point. Like, they've kind of tap the market, right? Reach the ceiling of how many drivers are they going to sell to men? So now they're looking around going, all right, who else can we sell these drivers to? And women is one of the obvious other markets that yeah. I think that's uh, showing some growth. So and obviously, if, if you've tapped out one half of the market, the potential market, right? Because we know that that women are a significantly smaller portion of the, of the golf consumer market, but there's an opportunity to grow that. And you have to really sort of take it uh, if we build it, they will come approach versus, you know, and make the effort to build it, not just, you know, let's just throw it out there and hopefully they find it. Subtle distinction there. So yeah. I, th- I think you're going to see more effort for sure. Well, let's uh, solve the problem of making a driver better. I think I think with us three, we can we can manage that, right? Yeah. Is it is it is it uh, AI? Do you think it's AI? Well, look, AI doesn't work without humans telling what AI Correct, to do, yeah. right? But that being said, I think we might see some more AI this year. Would you agree with that, Tony? I mean, I think it's I think it is the logical assumption at this point. I think computers are going to be a part of the story. I think, I think really ultimately what it boils down to, whether it's a speed story, a computer story, a, a whatever the hell the story is. Is, is just about making a consist, a more consistent product. And whether that's more consistent speed across all of the face, that's one portion of it, making more consistent parts, right? So that if you demo a driver at, at Dick's Sporting Goods and then decide you're going to go on eBay and buy it, which is we know is what a lot of golfers do, tightening up your, your manufacturing tolerances so that the guy who does that is going to get a product from wherever he buys it that performs like the product from that he tried God knows yeah. where, right? This is almost everybody's story to some degree, and it's it's not a sexy story, right? We were joking about this when we were at priority, priority Designs, but, you know, that's really not nearly as exciting. It's more speed than you've ever experienced before, right? All right, great, great point. And that was next on the list is one of the trends, right? And the word is consistency. Two things about that. One, consistency, how do you make that sexy and sell, right? So distance has been able to be sold for ever since golfers hit a golf ball the very first time and one went farther than the other right but consistency is a tough thing to sell and i don't really know the answer on how they're going to do it marketing well <laughs> yes we know it's going to be you're welcome. marketing <laughs> well no i mean it is it's it is a synonyms game right it's like all right how or i guess putting a prettier package around it right ai i well, mean ai is a cool way to sell consistency yeah, believe I mean, it or not and- yeah, no, I think so, and and definitely nobody's gonna like I said, nobody is gonna put out a commercial where they're, you know, they've got their tour pros whacking balls down the fairway, and then they talk about how tight the standard deviation is on the manufactured parts, right? It's just not gonna, that's not gonna sell. You're gonna have guys looking at me like Harry. Here's one of the <laughs> here's one of the things that golfers don't understand when when we're talking about consistency. 
even to our test, right? So a, a golfer goes, well, who gives a damn? Ball went far. Yeah, well, you want the balls to go far. All of them to go far, right? Yeah, but it could get far into a bush too. But here is one of the more interesting things that I don't think most golfers get. Let's take a small brand, a medium-sized brand, and a larger brand that send in drivers for most wanted, right? How much does consistency come into that, Tony, from year to year or product to product in regards to how well that even product performs in most wanted testing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to say with with any absolute certainty. But look, the, the argument you'll hear, and full disclosure, right, this is an argument that typically comes from larger companies, right, is like we... We have bigger budgets, and so we can spend more on the type of quality control constraints that that provide a more consistent product in general from the factory. And then again, you know, what, whatever your technology happens to be, is that a technology which ultimately improves the consistency of the product one way or another? Put simple math to it, Tony. Like consistency costs money, right? In order to be at a factory, everything costs money. In order to be at a factory and go, hey. All right, make this driver, this one performs the best. Make every single one exactly like that. That costs more than the company going, all right, make it like this, but how much can we cut off of that by, say, yeah, some having profits. some tolerances yeah. that are a little bit wider? All right, that's going to be 50 to 75 cents cheaper per head. Okay, and then you crunch and then numbers. You, and you're and, like saving a millions of dollars. Well, you have to make a decision at that point. And the big companies tend to have tighter tolerances than the medium size and smaller companies. We have seen this happen in our tests where we have tested products and we have tested the same product and they did year, not perform the later. same. And we think yep. that it is because of quality control issues that came about because we think they might have not been up to snuff with wanting to keep their quality control and their tolerances tight enough. So that at the end result affects performance of that product. Yeah, I, the, yeah, the best does. example I could give, right, we don't talk about this a lot, but, you know, from, from time to time, we, we take a sample from, from Most Wanted and, and have it CT tested, right? So the idea is that, you know, every manufacturer says we are right at the limit, right? So that, that should mean that our driver CT is somewhere between 239 and 257, and everybody wants to get as close to that 257 number as they can. But the range we've seen in our testing yeah, exactly. No, it's not exciting, but like the range, but I'm getting to the larger point here. The range we've seen in our testing is from 218 to, I think, 262, right? So we've had one just over the limit and plenty in the, the 232, 235 range that are you know, conventionally under even the, the lower portion of the limit. So this idea that everybody is at the limit is manufacturing dependent. So that's exactly what I'm saying. So when people, golfers say, man, we're at the limit, we can't do anything. We're between 218 and 262. Uh, everybody is not at the limit, FYI. If they were, everybody would be at the limit. Yeah. We need to take that 262 and, and bring it down a little, and all of that 218, 220 stuff needs to come way this way. And so, hey, for the average golfer out there, Tony, can you tell them what the hell CT testing is and what that means and that number means? Just so yeah, I mean, as quick as I possibly can, right? You take your driver, clamp it into this apparatus, and you drop a pendulum on it and the device measures how long in microseconds the pendulum stays in contact with the face and if it stays in contact with the face longer than 257 microseconds it's non-conforming and of course everybody's gauge is a little bit different which is where that tour shit comes into play where is it conforming non-conforming uh, nobody really knows what's the, what's the point <laughs> anyway so let's reiterate what the top trends of 2020 for drivers are wait and is he done 
What's that? Is he done? Yeah, he's done. Okay. You wake up, all right? Okay, cool. All right, so we're going to try to max out the entire face, become more consistent, specialization, more women's clubs, less releases. You're going to see less releases from companies than back in the day. That is a trend that has gone by the wayside. They're also controlling inventory better than they were, so you're not going to be seeing companies flood the market like the TaylorMades anymore. Those days are over. And, and discounts, discounts really only coming at, at you know, either at the end of a product cycle when the new one is on the way or potentially in some cases year two of a, of a two year cycle, but you're not going to see this. I don't think like, Hey, it was released three months ago. Let's, let's reduce price by 20%. All right. Next up on no putts given Cobra putters. Uh, what? Yeah. Dirk Baster from Twitter said, who will be the Scotty Cameron of Cobra when they make putters? I have the answer for you. What's that? There is no Scotty Cameron of Cobra. Yeah, so the answer to that is they're not going to just put out a Scotty Cameron and put a Cobra logo on it. But, oh, by the way, they actually did do that. Ian Poulter was playing with one a few years ago, if you want to pull up a picture. but Yeah, I want to see that picture. They're not going to put one into production, right? So Tony and I have been and visited Cobra. We have talked to them about them coming out with putters. I have actually witnessed and seen them designing putters on their computer. But... When you ask them, you know, hey, what are you working on? Uh, we're tinkering around with putters. When are you going to come out with one? When we have something, right? So what Which that is means smart. is, yeah, they're not going to just come out with a putter until they have something that can help golfers get the ball in the hole faster, you know, i.e. even roll, ping, catch type, you know. Yeah, some tech- kind of technology that will actually help you get it in the hole a lot more. Bottom line, if you're a small company and you don't have some way to differentiate yourself from everybody else, you're never going to make an impact. That's reality. Unless you're committed to being a full-line company, right, which some companies do just because that's where they want to be, you're, you're never going to make any real noise. Do we think that Cobra is a small company still? Uh, they're a medium company. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're, they're on the upward they're, trend for sure. I, I think they are. I, I mentioned this to Adam earlier. I think they're sort of like, the industry's only medium-sized company when you think yeah, about it, I would, right? so I would you agree with the, that, yeah. You have kind of like your, your big ones, right? TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, Ping, and then you get to the smaller mainstream guys, which, you know, Torredge, Wilson, <laughs> Strixon. Do you think Strixon is bigger or, like, in the medium, medium no. to rare kind of category? No, you know, like a no, steak? No, 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 they're not. No, they're they're one of the smaller companies. They're they're smaller company with three kind of companies and a very complete product line across all of that, and they have a really good golf ball. But when you look at things like market share numbers, you know they're they're sort of they're I guess you could make a case that they're a bigger small company. But yeah, I mean, okay. Cobra Cobra is kind of really alone in the middle in my mind when you look hmm. at kind of the market share data and things like that. So let's just take the word putter off of it for a second and act like you were just going to come out with a product. And go, yeah, I'm going to get into this part of the industry. What is that? What What do you have to do to do that? You have to spend money. Yeah. You have to use resources, time and money, right? You don't just do it to do it. These things are going to cost Cobra money. And when Cobra can, you know, the size that Cobra is at, it's kind of like a small business mentality, right? You grow a little bit, you reinvest. You grow a little bit, you reinvest. And when you grow a little bit and you have to make the decision on where you're going to reinvest, you don't do it in a stupid place. You do it in a place that you know you can make yeah. some money at, right? And it's kind of in your wheelhouse. And putters is more of a an anomaly, kind of just like a, it would be a guess to see if that would work, right? Where they know there's some other things that would be less of a guess, right? Less risk, more reward. 
Correct. And right now, I think putters for Cobra is too much risk and not enough reward. Which is smart. I mean, if unless they have something that will change the way people putt and help them um, get the ball in the hole a lot easier. And that's tougher than you think because it's a slow science, right? You know, a driver that they create is they, – they make phenomenal drivers. You know, every year I love what they come out with and they did it again this year. But when you're talking about putters, man, like much different science there, right? And and a and a more a more crowded marketplace too, right? Yeah. Because yes, because any any John Doe or Joe Blow can get into the putter industry. Yeah. There's there there used to be a hundred guys, right, with a putter and a dream. Yep. I wonder how long they've tried to differentiate themselves and trying to get a, a putter going. I saw some proto, you know, like some cat, some solid work files when I walked by, and you know, they were tinkering with some pretty interesting things. But at the end of the day. What I saw at that time pretty much resembled everything you see from the pin catches and yeah. the even rolls right now. And um, yeah, the only the only I, thing I, I would takes, add is it takes if, time. if if Cobra got into the putter market, my feeling is that it would be with something designed exclusively and entirely around a one length kind of putter. And I mm. and I don't know fundamentally right what a one length putter looks like other than a putter head with a longer shaft. In which case. You know, is there any real? Is there enough differentiation there where it's worth kind of investing the resources? But I tell you what, Tony and I saw a putter the other day that no one knows about, and no one knows about the tech of it. And it's been out for how long has that putter been out on the market? It's not even on the market. You can get one on eBay right now. It's the uh, hammer. Five, six years, maybe more. It got snuck by the USGA, right? And. No one will ever, ever know about it. But is we're it a big company? We're going to get one. We're going to cut it open. I can tell you what, like, this would be a tech that a company would want to grab onto. All right, so why did it get snuffed? Do you, uh, do you know? Yeah, yeah. So the USGA rules in, in basically any club kind of forbid a moving part, you know, something that moves actively during the stroke. And it's, huh. it's a putter with a moving part. And no one, and the USGA doesn't know about it. it. It's like a TikTok clock. Mm. That's yeah, a little little TikToky. Sure. <laughs> it's given. Eventually, the USGA is going to get wise to it. I don't so know. Somebody, <laughs> unless we they will have to. Sh- if we should, yeah, exactly. If we find it, cut it. Uh, you're going to see it. But talking about that putter tech that Cobra, if they found out, could use. That brings us to the next topic on no putts given. We were out at Priority Designs and. Uh, this past uh, a couple days ago, Tony and I, and basically Priority Designs is a product development company, industrial design consultants, right? And they have been a part of everything you can think of from the TaylorMade 300 Series, R Series, Super Quad, the Nike Covert, Vapor Irons, almost all the Nike stuff. Yeah. If you've ever been in a bathroom and waved your hand in front of this paper towel dispenser, the guy that works there, one of the guys that works there, invented that thing. They are working on in, inventing something to cure concussions, which just about blew prevent. my damn mind. Yeah, prevent yeah. anyway. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Really awesome. You know, so we were out there for the main reason of creating a better My Golf Spy to help more golfers get into the right products. And I think what we will come away with will be something that will drastically improve the experience for every single person that ever reads a Most Wanted article or any testing that we do in the future. It might take a little while for us to get it implemented, but the plan is to try to get it in this year. Um, might be the next year, 2020. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think 
realistically right i know i know what day it is i know when we're trying to start testing and everything that goes into it so if we get it added this year it'll probably be a mid-year ad but yeah we'll get it in as soon again as we can. 2020 guys. we don't even know what it i mean right we spent eight hours drawing on whiteboards so that's that's about where we are right now is uh ideas on a very large napkin right but is it going to help golfers yeah so basically tony well, and i have hopefully. been tony and i for 10 years have basically been fighting with each other right we both, like I say, in you guys are like a married couple, aren't you? Yeah. So we're both on the same, you know, we're going to the same place, but right. we're on two different roads, right? And it's a great thing for my gospel readers because it's resulted in, I think, what you see today. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's also resulted in how we present the presentation of most wanted testing, and I think it has overwhelmed people with the amount of data and not given them information that they can make the most out of, right? And it's all there for you if you can understand it. But putting that into a presentation, which is a massive amount of data in mm-hmm. regards to golf club testing, and basically boiling that down to something that's super simple is not as easy as it looks, right? So we've struggled with it for a long time to the point where I just said, I threw my hands up and said, Tony, we got to get some help. And um, Priority Designs uh, reached out to them and I said, what do you think? And they basically said, hell yeah, you know, we can do this. So flew out there. And good time. Uh, some great people that have done some great things in the golf industry. And yeah, we've got, uh, I mean, you can Google Priority Designs, My Golf Spy. I think they've written or contributed to two or three articles with them. We, uh, with us, we wrote their story on, the, on some of the, the really sort of futuristic stuff they did with TaylorMade, right? Like the Moad driver and, and the, uh, the mother of all irons as well that TaylorMade had on display at the PGA show several years ago now. So it's just some really cool backstory there. Just just some really cool stuff. These guys are just obviously not about golf. They're about anything they can get their hands on from the sounds of it. They help make products better for consumers, basically, whether it's a physical, yeah. tangible product or something visual like we're doing, yeah. Yeah, so we've talked about golf clubs and and concussion prevention devices and uh, the uh, if you've ever seen like the Scott's hand spreader, the battery powered one, um, that was them playing a role in that. Some Rawlings batting helmets, I mean, uh, and other like safety harnesses, cobalt tools. I mean, you can just go on. Yeah, what's the Nike shoe? The fly knit stuff, right? We actually saw the machine that sewed the fly knit like. That crazy knitting system. Mm-hmm. It was a machine that just kind of threads it all together. And then they turned that into an STX lacrosse stick webbing, which was pretty cool to see because people still thread manually the, yeah. the thread through and it's not that consistent. And they came up with a way to weave that to give perfect consistency like every stick. It's pretty cool. They sound like they got their uh, shit together. It's cool stuff. More than the people that were supposed to be part of No Puts Given this morning. but Yeah, well, um, whatever. Yeah. It's one of those days, man. <laughs> one of those I days. I saw you screwing around with the putt out, though. That was pretty cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> I needed a 15-minute break. What do you do on your 15-minute break? I make putts. I answer emails. <laughs> I make buckets. <laughs> so um, 15 minutes making putts. Not just putting. I was making putts. I was making buckets. Yeah, LeBron. so next. All right, next up on No Putts Given is a golf ball that has something that... Does your golf ball have this, Harry? A call? Yes. Now, is your core centered? Probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, if your golf ball does not have this, you might want to listen up. Uh, we know at My Golf Spy that quality in golf balls matter, and they definitively will affect performance. Most golfers think that they buy a dozen golf balls. All 12 are the same. 
that's not the facts, right? And Tony has w- incredibly dis- demonstrated that with his Find It, Cut It series. I think he started a cult. Who? Tony. He did. Dude, he has started so many fucking people. artistic movements. If you see some of the shit that's being created from Find It, Cut It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Maxify, Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. Maxify? Maxify. Maxify has come out with the Maxfly Max Tour and the Maxfly Max Tour X golf ball that has CG balanced golf balls. Mm. So, Tony, tell everybody what that means and why they should probably care. Yeah, I mean, kind of rewinding just a bit. So these two balls were part of the ball test we did in, in early spring this year, and it was certainly a case where, like, uh, Max Fly, Dick's House brand, we, we kind of weren't expecting too much. And uh, they actually performed really well. Yeah, certainly nothing that we were like, you know, big problem here, no cause for concern, and then it just becomes, hey, is it a performance spec that works for you? But, you know, we... we weren't even fully aware of it at the time. We just put them on the tee and hit them like everything else. But it turns out they've bundled in what they call CG balance technology. Uh, and, and basically it's just what, what they say is kind of like an extra quality control fail safe at the factory. So what Maxfly says is, hey, we get our balls from Foremost. They're open about that, right? Uh, Foremost, same factory that provides balls for uh, Vice, among others. And because of Dick's Sporting Goods buying power, which extends beyond the Maxfly brand, it's basically every... You know, two three piece ball that they sell comes out of that that factory. So they're going to tell you, hey, we have a we're able to negotiate a higher quality control standard to begin with, and then they add this final step, which they call CG balancing, which is really like a super high end industrial version. This is all patented machinery they have of the CheckGo Pro device. So they, uh, as the final step, the ball goes in this device and it just kind of spins it round and round and round and kind of gets it to that that neutral balance point if you will before it gets stamped with the side stamp so that you know when you align it off the tee or on the putting green you know that it's it's going to fly as straight as it possibly can uh and i want to be clear about something this is like i know because the argument is always well what about us when it's in the fairway is it going to fly crooked no like they're saying hey we have an excellent quality control uh, specification we churn out a really consistent golf ball it's just one extra little thing that nobody else does that to ensure a little bit better performance potential nobody makes a perfect ball and so if the ball isn't perfect you've got this little bit of uh, trickery you can do it's a fail safe and it's also a differentiator right big time differentiator right and that's we we talk about this i don't care who you are if you're a smaller brand which Maxfly is in the ball market. Differentiation helps. So uh, direct-to-consumer brands typically say, hey, our different point of differentiation is we can sell for less because we don't do the tour sponsorship thing, etc. Maxfly says, well, yeah, not only do we not do that, but we, we also have this extra step of balancing our ball that nobody else does, period. So, hey, check us out, right? So how big is this like machine? Is it a cup size or is it a huge size that has like you know there each one is like this and there's a video i think we may have it in the article i'd have to go back and check but or certainly it's online but it's just like robots dropping the ball in spin the hell out of them and then when they can you buy one of these yourself to check your own ball check and go uh, check go pro you can but yeah i don't think you can get the industrial version tony's got tony's got a check go so what's the difference between that and epsom salt 
it's functionally you're you're achieving the same thing, but you know if you're if you're trying to quickly identify your kind of a, a neutral, safe, straight playing position, whatever you want to call it, this is a lot more effective than than having buckets of Epsom salt. I, I mean, just honest question here, like. Does Callaway need to spend fifty million dollars when they could just? <laughs> it's a failsafe. You still need to start from a good position, right? Because if you don't, once you're out, kind of in the golf course before you're on the green, you don't get to move that ball around. Well, one thing I think it would identify is if your core was way off. You can throw it. It the machine would because, would spit yeah. it out. It would be That's... a quality control check for off center cores to some degree, correct? Ideally, right, we've talked about this before, it's, it's virtually impossible to, to sort of inspect your way to quality, so it has to be built into the product, and, and hopefully it is built in at every step of the way, and then... Bigger you know, point hey, is this, um, if Maxifly can do it, Callaway should have been doing Max it, too. Maxifly. 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 Maxfly. <laughs> Puma. It's Puma. So, Puma. theoretically, I could go buy the equivalent one of those final steps to... to um, see where the CG is. The Check Pro? The oh. Check Pro. Yeah. And then use it for my own personal use. Absolutely. And then that would tell me basically the same thing that Epsom Solves does, that if it's a, a if it's offset the core, you can throw that out and not use it, correct? Well, I mean, it's it's tough to know exactly how off-center it is and, and what the what the guys at Dix have told us is like, you know, a well-balanced ball, if you put it through a Check Grow Pro three times, you're not going to have one line. You're going to kind of have like this pizza slice pattern. Right. So that that's kind of what you want is like an even distribution of your lines around the ball versus like, you know, at one time it was over here. And but that's yeah, nice. I mean, bro. that's good because uh, you can identify if you want to play that ball or not. At the end and of Harry the day. like pizza. And me like pizza. Like I said, one more, one more step, primarily yeah, that's, a point that's of cool. differentiation. For them. So just to reiterate, the ball that we're talking about is the Maxfly. Tor X and go. the MaxFly Tor. Both of them have CG balancing technology. Both of them did really well in our test, uh, performed in the very goods category, which is next to best, and priced at you know, between $25 and $34, depending on how many you buy and where you buy them. But, um, so good balls at a good value. And uh, check them out. Let us know if you try any. Uh, a lot of our readers have tried them and really like them, so let us know in the comment section. Send us a nasty email, whatever. <laughs> All right, so next up is the Cobra Speed Zone Driver. Yes. Um, yes. And Finally. Tony, we, Finally. they just announced this. What was that, yesterday? Uh, Tuesday. 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 Officially Im- lifting that super secret embargo umbrella thing. So really quickly, called the Cobra Speed Zone. The last driver that Cobra had was the F9 Speedback. This replaces that as their flagship uh, most badass driver. The F9 Speedback did really exceptionally well in our yes, test last year. It was also an editor's choice from the people that came in and actually did the testing as their favorite. Yep. Um, so it's their latest and greatest, and it's got all kinds of cool little gadgets on it within you know, just that sh- size of a head. You've got a lot going on. You've Exhaust. got an infinity-faced. You've got an exhaust. Which blows smoke out, obviously, in petrol. Yes. Look at that. How cool is that? You've got an O. I thought it was what was an O face, as people say, but it's an infinity face. Oh, yeah, face. yeah. Okay, so what is the point of that? Is it just for decor? You know you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's I a good story, that. right? Um, yeah, so infinity face, the big thing is, right, it borrows the name from like an infinity pool where it just kind of drops off the edge into the abyss, I guess, if you will. So they've extended the milling from like the primary face area out onto these edges here. And, you know, what they'll tell you is that that gives you 
Again, exactly what you'd expect, right? Better ball speed on off-center hits. The milling pattern along the top line here, uh, that can, right? Your mileage may vary, but provide kind of an alignment aid. And they've also said that it, it, it works as an aerodynamic trip That's to, what I was so say. that improve aerodynamics so that they don't need those polymer trips anymore. And again, uh, the aerodynamic stuff, if you don't swing at least 100 miles an hour, you're probably not getting much out of it anyway. But hey, it's there if it can help you. So yeah, that's your that's your Infinity Face story. Next, all right. So some of the things about this driver that stand out is it's four hundred and fifty dollars, right? Cheaper, which sounds like a lot of money. It's cheaper than the big boys on top. It will be the least expensive from the main brands this year. We know that, or we can safely assume, right? We can safely assume that TaylorMade it was four fifty or five fifty last year isn't going to drop price. Callaway is not going to drop price. Uh, Titleist isn't going to have a new driver and they're certainly not going to have a new driver for under 500. Same story with ping, I would assume. As far as we know, nothing immediate on the ping radar. So yeah, those are, those are the other four. This is a $450 driver that I think is just going to... And there's two drivers, right? Yes. These one, one and two. Yeah. So you got the... So the standard, ups. so thanks, thanks, Tony. The standard King SZ, right? This is standard Cobra flip weight technology. This is going to be your your more forward, lower CG option. I don't want to say better player because it's not better, or worse. It's it's a fitting paradigm like anything else. But this is going to launch uh, with a little bit lower spin, more of a penetrating trajectory. The other one, Speed Zone Extreme. This is kind of your your more forgiving shape uh so higher moi longer kind of from from front to back uh cobra is telling me this one is about 5700 moi so just some real context that's in the rough ballpark of of where we we think the g410 max or g400 max is from ping and where the pxg 0811 xf gen 2 is so among the most forgiving designs on the market could be wrong but i think that matches the nike sasquatch square driver from back in the day i wasn't that up 5900 i thought they got all the way you, you, might, is, you, you might be right you don't want any compared nobody wants to yeah, compare themselves <laughs> all of the point the point being is it they went square back then to get that big of right. an moi number and you don't have to do it anymore which is yeah. pretty cool so random question can you get different um weighted weights yeah, so a couple things. So you can always, right, Cobra sells a selection of weights, always has. The other thing they do with this is what they're calling tour length. And what tour length means is half an it's inch a shorter, half, maybe. An inch shorter. An inch. inch shorter than standard, right? And so when you go shorter to kind of keep your swing weight where you want it, you need to add more weight to the head so that it's a different weight configuration, a heavier weight configuration with the tour length. And what you get there when you when you put more weight into it, you actually increase MOI, and with the SZ, you're actually pushing your, your center of gravity even deeper, so you're going to get that that lower, that you know kind of low spin now, characteristic that, is that guys, all, is a lot that... of guys are looking for. Can you get us um, a shorter, an inch shorter shaft, which they say tour length is, uh, for the same price? Is it an upgrade or is it standard? Yeah, it's all the same. All, all the same. same. Good. That's Twenty nice. plus no upgrade shafts on top of it. Well, if you if you cut an inch off it, you shouldn't have to pay more for it, should you? You don't know. We're in 20, 2019. But but the cool thing, the cool thing, you cannot see from this completed design here, but but oh, Matt'll right. put it up on the screen. Is 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 the T tops, man? Hey. I was going to say, no dragonfly, but damn. they got the T-tops. I didn't bring my damn wig. I thought the damn wig that you were talking about was the uh, aerodynamic thing on the top layer, the top no, edge. No, no, no. So, 
I mean, you see kind of where the, the carbon fiber looks like. So every company is just that deals in carbon fiber is now putting like carbon fiber plates on the sole. That all started with, with FlyZ, if I recall correctly. And like I said, it's been adapted by just about everyone. In this case, this is actually a single piece construction that wraps all the way around here so that your, your actual crown line is, is like right here and it's the same on both sides. So, so rather than a crown piece kind of sitting like this, it, it kind of sits like this. It's and for those for those who are not who are listening and not seeing this, it goes from the bottom and then goes all the way around the sides up to the top. For of those the not crown. seeing this, Trans Am T top. Tra yeah, like yeah, you or go. you know, silly example, right? You're you're two hand in a sandwich, right? You got a sandwich in your hand with with two hands, and you're just like can't wait to eat it. That's kind of your your hand are basically the shapes of the carbon fiber hmm. that come together. So that's, that's a big that's a big sandwich. Huh? Yeah, big Tony likes. He's he's a big sandwich. He's guy. a sandwich guy. I am a huge sandwich guy. Yeah. What's your That's favorite sure. sandwich? Like, is it Jimmy John's? What is it? <laughs> Jimmy John's. What? Amateur bullshit. Jersey Mike's <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, that's not good. I don't like Jersey Mike's. Oh, get him out. Get him out. So here's really the challenge that I see for Cobra. Every year, they make one of the most badass drivers, right? Yes. It Always. looks awesome. Always. It kicks ass. The tech in it is badass. It performs in the f number one to three every year for my gospel. Literally first to third, right? Now let's compare first to third with what their sales numbers are. Okay. They're usually four to five. Would you agree with that, Tony? In you ranking wise? Yeah, in sales. Yeah, so I mean look, look, dependability you can you can bank it almost every year because like Callaway and TaylorMade gonna be one two most years occasionally ping will sneak in as they did with g but yeah those are gonna be your one two three every year almost without fail so how do they get those numbers to match right how do you match first to third performance with first to third in sales marketing. i say it again it's marketing dude. <laughs> it it, fr it frustrates tony and i a little bit because we like cobra a lot and we you know we like the products that they put out there and some of the issues are around they launch this product now right and they throw, they blow their wad right now announce, with this new yeah, release, yeah. and they announce it, and everybody's talking about it for a day. And then months go by, and you don't hear another single thing about these drivers, right? So if you want to be in that third slot, back to your example, you've got to do marketing, right? Yeah. And the marketing that they do happens all on this one day, and then they might do like one more day a couple months later, and one more day. When your competitors are out there beating the streets, man, every day, telling people about their driver like Callaway, how in the hell do you expect to get to the third spot, right? And I really think it's just as simple as lack of marketing, a really damn good product. And it's a shame because they have that, the people, the Ricky Fowlers, they've got the look, they've got the vibe, they've got some money behind them with Puma. Like, they've got Duffner Duffnering over here. Like, Get out there and go get it, Cobra, because you're not going to make much of a better driver than this, right? Well, so, that's, yeah, but it's it's a budget reality, right? Yeah. And for a company like Cobra... Get creative, Tony. And we we don't have marketing money, and we've reached 9 million readers a year. It costs a shit ton of money to make a product. We don't... we don't Our product is, is text on a screen for the most part. Like, Dude, you say that, but you know how many component companies like Sub70, no bullshit, can go to a frown, foundry and somewhat compete... In the driver category, they can't, no. They can't compete with this. Come on. There's no material research there. They're relying on somebody else to do it. Don't disagree, but how many yards does that separate them? If you want to be cutting edge, if you want to be innovative. Who gives a shit if you're cutting edge if no one knows about it? Do we have a towel? you got to spend your money on the R&D. 
Okay, so you're telling me spend it all in R&D and then tell nobody about all the R&D? For 10 years, you and I behind the scenes on phone calls, for 10 years, you and I have been discussing the lack of effort that's been put in by Cobra on marketing damn good products. And we sit there and shake our heads and get frustrated going, what the hell is going on, man? It's bottom line, right? Like you can say they're part of Puma, but Puma's not going to throw a lot of cash into to golf, right? Nobody makes money in golf. We've, we've talked about this before. Oh, man, you can say what you want. I think they do a great job at R&D. I think they do a bad job at marketing, period. And you can say it costs more money. Yeah, well, then get more creative at doing marketing with less money. It's possible. I think we're going to see a bigger campaign around this, but we'll see. Like we always say, people go into launch monitors and go, hey, I want to try this and this driver, and they might pull in a third. And if you're not in that one, two, or three, you got very little shot, right? And the reason why people pick up that third driver is because they hear shit about it in, in the ether of the internet, through people that are at the golf course. And the way that starts is by top down, right? They have to start that messaging. And we see them doing some things like it's just though, like they're having some, they have some ambassadors, more ambassadors now and stuff like that. So hopefully that will help some, you know, they got Brian Goff, um, you know, so hopefully he can spread the word about the Cobra stuff too. But you know, at the end of the day, man, if you look at the last five to seven years and the consistency of their product, I would say they're one or two for best drivers in golf. I, I can't say that I've loved absolutely all of it, but I mean, it's But what company very, can you say that for? Yeah, no, like that's what I'm trying to think is there been a big whiff in there and there they're really hasn't, you know? So to that level of consistency for that period of time and not just consistency, like I said, like consistent innovation where you, you look at a product and go yeah no they, they actually did something over the previous one like whatever it is x percent better that's there isn't anyone doing that <laughs> right at some point you need a new driver because either you need a you really need a new driver or it's been 10 years or you broke the old one or you just like new stuff right like you want to make sure whatever the reason somebody is buying whatever their timeline is that you have something really cool to offer Bingo. them and that's the thing cobra has always had something really cool to offer it's really guys. cool to you and me right but for the guy that's walking in that store that hasn't bought a driver in 10 years and he walks in he sees cobra and hasn't heard shit about it he ain't even going to look at it he's going to walk right by it and go to a bigger stand and a tailor made or callaway that's it yeah and that's like you've got to you got to get in that conversation. If- well, you don't get in that conversation by not telling people that you're, you That's should what be I mean. in the conversation. So I think, and the only way to do that, unfortunately, is, is to pay up. Is marketing. We didn't even talk about the fairway with Jesus. We got off track there. What do you want to say? So real quick, right? Yeah, because we're, we're talking about this cool shit. So this is this is the actually the the big tour fairway. So Cobra's fairway would line up. Um, again, just the, the thing that stands out for me is three models and that's, we talked about trends, right? You're going to see, I think Cobra won't be alone when all the dust settles here with companies extending fairway woods and ping has done it right. Where you have three models instead of one or two. So you have a standard model, which is for the meaty part of the bell curve. It's the best one that, or the, you're probably going to fit the most golfers is the right way to say that they have this one, which is called the big tour, essentially designed with Bryson and Lexi in mind. And it really is just a, the evolution of the LTD. This one's available in 13.5 degrees only. Um, again, it's just a very specific need, right? It's a guy who wants a fairway that goes a really long way. You're not trying to hold greens. It's a distant fairway. And on the other end is the one for Ricky option, uh, which is the standard tour model. And that, that's, again, the evolution of what started with the F6 Baffler, that really compact uh, fairway wood, some might call it a super hybrid, uh, that kind of thing, where it's, it's really thing. about kind of uh, 
a compact footprint, kind of old school look with a bit more workability, right? For a guy who doesn't need a lot of help getting, you know, from forgiveness in a fairway wood, kind of that low, low, more forward CG kind of play. Um, but, but will get up enough to hold greens. Um, so that one's really compelling as well. So three fairway woods, all of them worth a look as well. Done. Yeah. And, and, for everybody else, uh, there's also a new iron that came out. And if you want to check that out, go on to My Golf Spy. A really good story oh, on that yeah. as well. Yeah. Part, it's probably not going to show up on camera. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. that. I don't know how I we feel about, talk that. about that. It looks like a toaster. At the end of the day, a guy made a good point. <laughs> he goes, you took the one spot that I look at every time and screwed it up, you know? And it's kind of what I think they did. I think the, it's cool. Does, they did it to save weight. But I think they could have blended it a little bit better. Yeah, it in looks my like opinion. a toaster. In my well, I mean, it's we talked about this, right? You need every category you need, and you can you can just we can haggle about whether it was the right place to put it, right? Because it's the one thing that everybody sees on every shot. But yeah, carbon fiber in the top line. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Might have been cool and a looked really badass in kind of a black on black like the PXG driver mm-hmm. crown, for example. But I don't know how what percentage of of iron sold or black, and if people care. But I mean, you should have put like a bit of glass on there so you could actually see into the into the head into itself the, like one of those bottomless boats type of things. Yeah. boom all right so last but not least on no putts given episode 24 we have the new wedge from titleist Foki, and it's called the sm8 so have I you like ever played it. a Foki? i like it i have yeah you back have? in the day do you remember what model it was oh wow probably an sm something <laughs> wasn't it no it was before then oh really what like about a you long Tony? long time ago yeah, I played, I had like original generation spin milled Wesleyers and then there was like this, this huge Vokey gap in my life. And then we I have, have uh, same. I've I had the very sevens. first one made in production, actually. That's kind of cool. Um, it has like a whole certification and they sent it to Golf Spy X when we were like 10 years. Shit, it's been like forever ago when we first started. Still Back when your somewhere. name was Colt Sport. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's really cool though. I love the design of the new Vokey. It looks, it looks smooth and sleek. But I want to play it, but I don't want to play. It's like it's like you want to hang things. it on a wall. It's like a wall hanger. It's like, yeah, it's it's kind of a radical design change for Vokey, even though it's it really, really not that radical. He's had some of these that look just like this over in Japan. The um, yeah, probably yeah, there was a but model like that. But it's it's definitely kind of like a more modernized version. Of, kind of styling and like i like i mentioned in the article i think it's probably because t100 t200 t300 all the the titleist iron sets look really have kind of evolved to a much star more modern wars. look and so yes exactly star wars so what do you, so what's so, the difference between this yeah so let, let that great question harry so like look they're the number one wedge by a quite way. a bit right enough, so like enough and so that's on tour and at retail by by any reasonable measure yeah it's the number one wedge on the market all right so tell me how do they go from sn7 and improve on that with the sm8 what are you thinking because we don't know a whole lot right now right yeah no we won't get the full story for probably until after the holidays but um you know we can we can make some assumptions right the Vokey guys say that our biggest advantage in the market is our grind options so and with with callaway adding adding grinds and potentially kind of gaining ground uh, you're definitely going to see some expansion of the grind offer offerings. I don't know if that means new grinds necessarily, or just some grinds offered in different lofts. Perfect example, right? That the D grind, which I love is a described as a, a high bounce, better players 
wedge. If that was lob wedge only in SM7, that's definitely going to be in sand wedge lofts this year. I don't know if they're going to introduce a T grind back. That one's been in wedge works a couple times. have the whole alphabet soon then. Exactly. A to Z grind choices. I like from a golfer who who's not is not into all these grind things. I like I like I get it. It's different balances. Well, it's a fitting thing, right? So if you're not going to get fit for your wedges, which you one you you absolutely should, you should absolutely get fit for wedges, and also it's next to impossible to get properly fit but for that's wedges. Exactly. So everybody, go out there and get fit now. Go drive 272 yeah. miles to find somebody. That yeah, because like it's it's something you need to do outdoors on grass, etc., etc., etc. If you can't do it, go online with a Titleist store and you can get fit online to the best of your ability. And I did it and it spurted out a, a, a grind for me. But there's so many grinds out there that I'm like, well, what am I going to go for? There's, there's and just think, you're an all-American guy that's going to go pro next year and you don't... I wouldn't call him all-American, but... <laughs> Like, I know technically he was a collegiate All-American, but this guy's not All-American. He hates he's it a whenever British guy with a, All-American... I think he's... He's a he British guy English with people. a Canada shirt on. He's, <laughs> and you're sponsored he's, by He's diverse. <laughs> Back to the greater point. So, like, they had the SM7, number one wedge, right? They're going to SM8, obviously, because you can't keep SM... You know, it can't be the five-year, you know, chewing gum that lasts forever, right? You got to come out with something new. What can they really do to improve on that? We don't know a whole lot yet. Tony's talking about some grind stuff that they can do. Yes, Harry? It's it, they have to do something about the wet portion of, of yes the, of the wet. So they have to moisture management. Moisture management. <laughs> so have to didn't do that well in our moisture management. It, yeah. Our wet versus it was in dry the middle test. of the road. It was average. It was average, right? And average. like when you're the number one wedge in golf, like average probably isn't what you want to be at any particular facet of performance. Well, look, when you're looking for areas to improve on, now that is in an area that's been identified that you could add some tech in there to improve and i think you give it two years and i think a lot of companies are going to be going down that route yeah i agree and you know they also you know have some cg tech that's going on that's pretty cool on the wedge and then last but not least i have a question for tony um do you think they're going to offer a raw option a raw wedge option yeah i know it's what the tour players like guys like what tour players like so sure raw option probably coming back maybe so raw rust Yes, it does. So does rust add spin, Tony? No, it does not. It does <laughs> Wait not. Wait a second. Not even. Hold on. You're, you're breaking up. I couldn't hear you. Tony, does does rust add spin? Still no. Hmm. But what if it gets really, 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 really rusty? <laughs> I didn't hear that. We broke up. We lost. <laughs> Guess what spins more than all of them combined? No grooves. Not out of the rough, but yeah. dry great conditions what about sandpaper what about diamonds do you remember the pure spin wedge yeah that's no that seems legit though right? like <laughs> a, you just cut right into the ball and it's just like the gold slick vog the vodka the gold slick vodka is that gold slick gold slick gold schlager gold schlager there that, you oh. go it's the yeah oh they, no the gold tony just, had, tony just had ptsd moment of gold there you schlager go. that will uh <laughs> that will make it spin more right What's the last of shot of Goldschlager you had, Tony? <laughs> Man, if I thought hard enough, I could probably give you a date. Like it was such a, like that was like one of those. That's it. We're not doing that area. again. Kind of moment. 
All right, that's wow. it, man. That's no putts given. Episode twenty-four. That was a long one. Um, Matt's going to be cutting a lot. Um, this one might not come out till uh, next Friday. Well, the the, yeah. the fight that you two had, I think, went on for about half of that. So I'm well, just sat here in my chair. Tony was lying. Here we and go for again. ten years, we've been bitching and complaining about no, it. No, like, I, look, I don't, I don't love it. I, I, in fact, I absolutely.